watching this because you're single on Valentine's Day or, or listening for that matter. Or you might be in a complicated situation. You may be listening to me right now on Valentine's Day night, not knowing where your significant other is or what's going on. Uh, many people are in situationships. A variety of things could be going on. But I wanted to take a moment to offer some help to those who may struggle with the idea of Valentine's Day or relationships in general, not just on Valentine's Day, but this idea of relationships has a lot of people struggling. And that really has been emboldened because of social media. So I know some people are triggered because specifically on Valentine's Day, a lot of the highlight reels show up where people are having a loved one do really extravagant things for them. And we get to comparing. And we get to comparing and then we we get to a point where it's like, well, I'm not content with my life or my situation. And I'm just here to provide some balance. To not allow you to get into that funk or that dark spot because you're comparing yourself to other people. And also to offer some insight as to how you can get to where you'd like to be relationally. Not to compete with other people, but because you actually may come across a person and you'd like to add value to their life as they add value to your life. So I've just jotted down some things here, but first I'll point out that somebody does love me. Uh, I do have some nice chocolates that I got today. Um, so somebody out there loves me, um, but I'm single and, and I'm with you. So I'm not, uh, I'm not married saying, hey, here's what you gotta do to get like me. I'm offering some insight on how to manage this phase of life because a lot of people are, are struggling. So I'll start with a tweet. Uh, I tweeted this a while back just as I was thinking through some of these things and I said, some are in relationships because they don't take relationships seriously. And some are not in relationships because they do take relationships seriously. And by that, I mean a lot of people are in relationships but it's not as serious as you think. It's easy to date somebody, and I'll get to this later, but dating at this point isn't really necessarily always a commitment. It's just an agreement to have sex together a lot of times. So when you reduce relationships to just kind of sleeping with somebody consistently, that shows that you're not really taking the idea of relationships seriously, building with the person, commitment, uh, strategizing with them, giving to them, taking from them as it as a ways to build you up. It's not necessarily that, it's just more so meeting up for hookups. Relationships have been replaced with meeting up for hookups. So relationships aren't that serious, but sex is. And I would argue that people who, some people who are single really want a relationship, a serious relationship, not just a buddy to sleep with on occasion, not just a friend with benefits, so they're single until they find that person that can meet them on their level with the same expectations. So don't be fooled and assume that just because somebody's dating somebody, just because they're married, that it's something legit. Because as we'll get through, uh, as we'll get to throughout this conversation, a lot of times it's not that serious. So this isn't to hate on people's relationships, but it is to provide some balance as you might begin to compare or assess other people's situation. 
the all that glitters isn't gold. And as I mentioned before, the timeline may look one way, but it's a highlight reel. It's not necessarily what's really going on behind the scenes. So many would say that it was men who were out here just wanting sex and not really wanting a relationship. Men just want to get in women's pants. That's all there is to it. Uh, that was the stereotype for a lot of men. And while that is the case for some, I think we've had a cultural shift to where women are on that type of time too, where women are getting into situations just because they want sex. And I'm, there's a variety of reasons of how we got to that point, but it's not just a man, uh, men or dog situation anymore. It is now a situation as to where both parties are getting to a point where we're just looking out for our physical pleasure and relationships are kind of on the back burner. And I, I think that we got to this point because so many people have had bad situations. You've had people cheat on you. You've had people ghost you, walk out on you without explanation, stayed in abusive relationships, been loyal to a person who was mistreating you with the hopes that they would change and y'all could have this beautiful relationship. And we've been through so many situations to the point where I think no one's optimistic about relationships anymore. It's to a point where we don't take them seriously because we've seen them bad, go bad for so long. For some, this is your parents' marriage was just a tragedy. So because you didn't see things work out in that context, you don't really go into relationships with the intent of building with someone, but it just ends up being a physical thing. Uh, some of you have been in situations where you played the role of the side piece. I, know, I hear this more and more often. Guys aren't hopeful about having a monogamous, faithful relationship with a woman because guys have played the side piece role for so long, been the side dude, and they've seen how cruddy women can be because they were being cruddy with those women who were in a relationship. And we end up depressing ourselves because we choose to engage in these things. But when we decide that we want to get out the streets and actually have a committed relationship, we can't even get in that mental space anymore because we didn't see so much and been, been a part of so much. And women do that too. I think many of us are not optimistic about relationships because of choices we've made in the past choosing to be the side piece for someone we knew was in a relationship, we knew was married, and we saw how strategic they were in lying and deceiving their significant other. And although we participated in it, it really shocked us. And it got us to a point where I would never want to be in that position while we were a part of the situation that put someone else in an awkward position. Uh, when the focus is just sex, uh, it ends up breaking up families, and I'll get to that more later. Uh, as also, uh, as you can, if you're watching, I wrote a book about that whole brother debunking the myths that break the black family. We can get in, you can get into that more later. But I think when you just focus on having sex with people, I understand the thrill of that. And some people say you're young, get it out your system. But so many of us have stories of having a child with someone that we hate. And as black people, I really want to challenge us to do better. I always focus on challenging men, but women too. We can't complain about how terrible people are and then generalize about all men or all women just because we made a personal choice to have unprotected sex with somebody who we really didn't have a commitment from, who we really didn't know that well. 
And the downside of that is not just that you're tied to this person for a long time and you don't even necessarily want to be with them, but the child ends up suffering because so many children are born into a situation with two people that were just hitting it off, creeping around, sleeping together, no real commitment, no real direction. A child comes into the picture unintentionally. So many of us are unintentionally or accidentally building families and then the child has to suffer because mom and dad hate each other. And a child is born into a world where mom and dad hate each other. They can't even be in the same room. And the child has to then figure that out. And then the cycle continues because that child never saw what a healthy family looked like. They might grow up and decide, you know what, I'm just going to be for the streets and then maybe do something serious later. And the cycle just continues. So I think it's important to have this conversation, not to piss on anybody's parade, but to, to just be real about it. Valentine's Day is a trigger for many of us because we have a spotted and ugly relational history. We've really been screwed up by people that we've we've dealt with. And while you can't control what other people do, you can't control what you do. And I do think we can have a more hopeful future if we take accountability for the decisions we make uh, and who we choose to be involved with. Um. I want to say this, and some may disagree, some may agree, but I've observed it time and time again, and you hear it in the music, you hear it in R&B music, you hear it if you listen to some women or some men, but specifically as it relates to men, I think it's important for us to take relationships seriously at an early age because... So many of us are introduced to sex as teens. We start kind of sleeping around and end up in situations where you might have seen yourself as the good dude, but a female did you dirty. And then we just turn, turn into dogs forever. So it's like, all right, I'm never going to have a woman have the upper hand on me by cheating on me or taking advantage of me. So now I'm just going to kind of beat you to the punch by just being physical and not giving much more of myself than that, not getting too deep. And I think women need to understand that when men are damaged at an early age in relationships or even later, when we don't work through those relational issues as far as how a woman hurts us, that ends up making us kind of a robot almost or having a wall up in relationships. So we don't want to be single but we also don't want to do the work of having a relationship or potentially being vulnerable. So we end up just being out here trying to have sex partners. And if you want a relationship from me for sex, then many men end up putting on a show and playing that role just to get the sex. When in reality, the goal is just the sex, not the relationship. So we'll lie, cheat and steal and deceive just to get what we want. And I think it's important to, to deal with that because so many straight men don't recognize that they're at a point where they hate women. And it's because of so many bad situations that they've been through. They've now gotten to a point where they don't even want to deal with a woman on a personal level. They just want to deal with them on a physical level. And I know some might argue, well, that's just the way it is. But I do think that looking at our culture, it's gotten to a destructive point. When you even look at social, where it's always this back and forth between black men and women, and these women ain't doing this, and these men ain't doing this, and they aren't this, and so on and so forth. There's this back and forth of people venting about their relational history on social media. And I have to be honest, 
a lot of guys try to play the role of of not being bothered or not being hurt when in reality if you're talking about women generally on social media that lets the whole world know you got some unresolved issues <laughs> that you got to work through some relational history that has you jaded that has you offended that has you upset and you got to work through that so that you're not going to twitter to vent about what female a or female b did and this is why this is a problem because if you don't work through the frustrations you have with women in the past you end up projecting that onto new women that you deal with and i don't think guys realize that so many straight men that see themselves as i like women don't recognize that if you don't work through that you'll get to a point where you're so screwed up in your head that you just like sex with women you don't actually like women you don't like them having opinions you don't like talking with them you probably don't even like dates but you just get to the point where i'm just trying to hook up with as many women as possible and then we put relationships on the back burner for later there are so many guys i would say from that teens uh, late teens to maybe 35 who have this mindset that I'm just going to be out here for now and then I'll get serious about relationships later. But for right now, I just want someone to sleep with. And the expectation is that you'll just be able to snap out of it one day and be monogamous and commit. But that's not how that works. If you've made a practice from your childhood into your adult years of just kind of being out here, having hookups with whoever, you can't just expect to turn that off and know how to do monogamy if you haven't practiced it. Um, and once again, that ends up damaging black families where you have a guy who may commit to a woman later, but once he's inside the marriage or the committed relationship, he realizes, I don't know how to manage this. What do I do with all these open-ended situations with different women that have contact with me and that I have access to? What do I do with that after I'm married? A lot of us don't know because we've lived that way for so long and it almost ends up like an addict trying to to rid themselves of drug usage. I've, I've made a practice of this for so long that I'm not sure how to identify or interact with others outside of that. Um, so I, I want us to sit with that for a bit, specifically addressing the men. Have you gotten to a point where you don't even like women anymore? You just like sex with women? Because women are more than their vaginas. So consider this idea of maybe it's gone too far. Maybe I need to, to process through this in a better way. Because if, if you hate women and you like, just like sex with women, that's dysfunctional. That's dysfunctional. Because people are more than just who they show up as in the bedroom. So I think there's, there's, there's more to that that we would need to work through, maybe in therapy or, or in counseling. But there's so many uh, out here who are who are clearly upset. It comes through on social media. And I would encourage the guys to take the time to work through that and heal so that you aren't out here damaging black women by just manipulating them or using them for a purpose because you're scared of being vulnerable or being in a relationship. Uh, I said in my book that I just, it's not possible to be pro-black but have a trail of broken black women behind you. And the same applies for women as well, but I, I, I'm going to hold men accountable for how we how we handle ourselves. Uh, this may be considered controversial, but, you know, whatever floats your boat, however you feel about it, it, it is what it is. But I'm just trying to offer some suggestions on how we can have a better outcomes in terms of how we interact with each other, specifically black people. And for many of us, we approach relationships from the standpoint of this trajectory. 
body, soul, spirit. And by that, I mean many of us find somebody we're attracted to and immediately have sex with them. We start off with sex and then we start getting to know them after we, we've had sex. So it's like maybe three hookups and then an actual formal date where we start talking. And then sometimes people realize after they've had a lot of sex, hey, we're not really compatible. I don't even even like how you talk. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't even like how you think. Uh, we have completely different views. And for some, it then goes to spirit where they try to invoke uh, spirituality, faith, or some kind of uh, moral system to try to resolve what was destined for failure from the beginning. So for some, that may mean we were sleeping together and we started arguing once we started realizing our personality differences. And some might try to go to church or pray more or then seek couples counseling after that. And while those resources are helpful, once again, you built it on a bad foundation. People don't realize that when you have sex with somebody, especially good sex with somebody, your view of them ends up getting skewed a lot of times. And... Um, you may overlook certain things that are problematic because you're waiting for the next opportunity to be physical with them. Um, it's almost similar to drunkenness. Your perception is off. And some may say or may look at it as a badge of honor that they're able to have sex with people without feeling attached to them or without viewing them differently. And I just... I would say that's not necessarily a badge of honor. I think that just shows how dysfunctional and damaged you are. That you've gotten to a point where you can have the most intimate connection with someone that's possible uh, and just be disconnected from it. And some will try to say, well, sex isn't that intimate. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, whether you do it with multiple people or not, whether you protect yourself or not, it is the most intimate thing and there's a level of vulnerability there. That's why people have to use protection. Uh, and they have plan B and all these things because of the fear of kids. It's a very intimate act, regardless of what the culture says. It is, it's an intimate act. And my recommendation would be, I just, based on the outcomes of so many broken families, people with kids that they didn't even want with someone they don't even like, I think we just got to be realistic about it. It's not the smartest decision to even be having sex with somebody that you don't trust enough to know their STD status. So what I'm saying is if you have to wear a condom with someone, I my rule of thumb is if, if, if you have to wear a condom with someone, you shouldn't be having sex with them at all. Because if you don't trust them enough to take care of that, then you just shouldn't be having sex with them. But so many of us do it anyway, and we find ourselves in situations that end up screwing up our lives so often. So this isn't me being nitpicky. I think the numbers and the facts and the history is on my side that people were screwing their lives up just because of some sex with somebody and they don't even know them that well. You end up having a child with somebody you hate or getting that, you know, I'm not, I won't say names, but I know someone, I was talking to a guy and I know how he gauges whether or not, uh, he's going to use a condom with women based off of him feeling like she's clean or not. You know, they may have sex the first few times and it's protected. And then after he gets comfortable with her, he'll just decide, yeah, she's clean. And these systems through which we put ourselves at risk 
<laughs> by thinking that we have it under control are, are, are foolish. You know, we got to do better with this. You know, grown people have the choice, uh, have the right to make choices on who they sleep with. But once again, I think the outcomes are clear that even as adults, we're not managing it that well. That's why we have these these situations that we're in. That's why Valentine's Day is triggering. That's why relationships are hard. That's why the term situationships exist. Because many of us aren't handling this thing well. And we're over here depressed, losing weight, not eating, cutting people off. Uh, because of who you slept with or who you're dating has really damaged your life and your self-perception. I'm Olivia Morgan, intake coordinator here at the Whole Brother Mission. I'm here to pass on a little information about how you can join us in helping men in need seek licensed professional counselors nationwide. Number one, ask. Ask if your employer participates in matching donations. Many employers will match your gift to a nonprofit. We are a 501c3, so all gifts are tax deductible. Number two, pass. Pass this video as well as our website onto others so that they are aware of our services and our need of support. And number three, give. If you're able to, please consider giving. The proceeds remove barriers for men seeing a culturally competent mental health professional, and they support our upcoming HBCU book tour. Thank you for your time. Some people would say that the more relationships you're in, the more you learn. Uh, you become a veteran at relationships. What I found is people tend to become more jaded and more socially awkward, more weird at intimacy because they keep getting hurt and they put more and more walls up. So your seventh relationship will probably be really hard because you're carrying the baggage of the first six. And even if the seventh person is great, you can't even get that close with them because you've been damaged so much by the first six. And the seventh person might get tired of peeling back all those layers of damage from the first six that y'all don't even get to see the sparks of a real relationship because you've damaged yourself so much. And I'm not perfect, but I, as a guy who sees myself as a, a good guy that's trying to do the right thing, it does get frustrating when, and specifically addressing women, but men do it too, where it's like, I've, I've done the work on myself to prepare for a relationship, but here you are uh, all messed up in the head, all insecure about every little thing, assuming, reading in between the lines incorrectly, and, and stalking and doing crazy stuff because of all you've been through in the past with other people. And that's not to say that people can't work through differences, but it is to say, as adults, we're accountable for who we show up as in relationships. And I think many of us could do better at how we allow people access to us. Be more discretionary with who you choose to sleep with or who you choose to date. Not because I want you to do what I say do, but just the outcomes are clear. Uh, Issa Rae, uh, Insecure is a popular show. And I don't know if she embraces this personally, but I know in the show Insecure, she talked a lot about the whole phase. And many people adopt this idea of, yeah, I'm just be, I'm gonna be a hoe for a little bit. I'm gonna do be a hoe for a while and then I'll stop eventually. And as someone who takes relationships seriously, I don't think there's any record of anybody that got into a, a serious monogamous relationship or a serious relationship that ever said, you know, this relationship is really good, really fulfilling. 
And I think this relationship is going so well because of my whole phase. Me sleeping with whoever I wanted to, whenever I wanted to, has made me a really emotionally strong person and it really prepared me for relationships. So I wanna recommend that everybody else just go have a whole phase and that'll set you up well for a real relationship. I don't see it. In fact, I see the opposite. It ends up, once again, making you weird at intimacy because you've gotten to a point where you just transactionally sleep with people while keeping them at arm's length emotionally. So do what you want, but I'm just trying to throw some things out there, some observations, some psychology behind a little bit of it. Let's think about the decisions that we're making. So the body, soul, spirit approach ends up being very damaging. I recommend spirit, soul, body. Connect with people on a worldview level, on a morals level. You're both Christians. You're both about black empowerment, whatever. Connect ideologically first. Then get to know each other personally. That's the soul. Get to know personalities. And then if y'all get into a situation where you're committed to each other, then uh, sex comes into the picture. But because we're having sex up front, it then muddies the waters of everything else. So I recommend spirit, soul, body rather than body, soul. Spirit is the point of that. Uh, guys, all right. Many men live and die by the validation of women. And this has been accepted because the idea is, well, straight men like women, so you build up your ego by how many women you can have access to. And I think this is counterproductive for creating strong men and it's counterproductive for creating strong black families. So I think as a man, you need to be secure in who you are independent of how women engage with you because if your identity is tied to women, when you're not able to pull them like you used to, then your identity crashes. So you as yourself have to establish something. I am special. I bring something to the table. I have something to offer to the women that I'm connecting with. Uh, and they don't validate whether or not I have value. Once again, if it's tied to them, then you're at the mercy of how women respond to you at any given moment. And while we may look at it as a guy who has a lot of uh, sex partners is an alpha man and that's seen as the ideal thing, I would, I would, again, I would argue that it's actually very weak of a man to seek identity and validation from women. Uh, men are men before women come into the picture, uh, or you should be anyway. And similar to one would negatively say a mama's boy is, is constantly on his mother's bosom because he hasn't established independence. I think in the same way, many men who uh, look at several sex partners as them growing into manhood or being the man is actually the quite opposite. It's very uh, emblematic of insecurity. I don't feel good about me, so I need you to come sleep with me or text me or like my Instagram pictures. I need attention from you to feel better about me. If you like me, then I like me. But if you don't like me, then what? I don't like me. So I think it's important for us to move away because this has become so normalized. But healthy men 
uh, know who they are independent of their interactions with women. Healthy men know what they bring to the table and then they seek out women to share that with. You're, I believe men go into situations looking at how they can add value to, not take value from. I think insecurity takes value from to fill up your cup. Your cup's empty, so I need you to come pour into me because I'm empty. And it's not a matter of both people being full or perfect, but I think once again, uh, it's all about your intention, but also your self-perception is really important. Uh, so suffice to say, I think men need to get to a point where they're confident, independent of women's engagement with them. Uh, let's not glorify uh, a form of insecurity that is tied to collecting women like they're valuables or resources rather than people. Uh, I can compare it to trophies. You can have 10 trophies that uh, signify your success in a certain field of sports or whatever the case may be, right? Uh, trope, and that's fine. You know, those trophies uh, make you feel confident in who you are. You earn that based on your performance. Uh, but women are not objects, that they're people. So I think anytime we get to a point where we're comparing women to, to objects, looking at them as a notch on the belt, or a lot of people end up comparing women to cars. You got to test drive it before you buy it. I just think let's just stick within the realms of dealing with humans and not comparing humans to objects because we then oversimplify what that relationship looks like. Your relationship with your car, using it for a purpose, should not mirror your relationship with women because they shouldn't be used for a specific purpose because they're not resources, they're people. They're not objects, they're people. So these are just some things I, I think will be helpful, some things I wanted to, to push back on. I've jumped between advice for men and for women, but I do want to close with, with this. Many times, relationships, uh, some of the stuff you're seeing online are battles of who can care the least. And as I said before, because so many of us are jaded and hurt from situations we've been involved with in the past, but we don't want to not have sex and we don't want to be single, we end up creating these situations that are kind of like relationships, they're pseudo relationships, but without the vulnerability, without the accountability, without the monogamy, just basically the sex <laughs> and communication here and there. And I think because of those unresolved issues, relationships end up being competitions of who can care the least. So yeah, I like you. Yeah, I'm attracted to you. Yeah, I want to be with you. But I got to keep the upper hand so I can't be too thirsty. I can't affirm you with my words. I can't buy you stuff that's too nice. I can't be too available. Uh, all of this to prove that I don't care as much as you do. And it's, it's really sickening because it's like the whole point of a relationship is to build closely and intimately with a person. But because of, once again, people not dealing with their traumas, relationships have become a competition of who can care the least. You know, another situation that irritated me uh, <laughs> that may sound familiar to you is a, a friend of mine was interested in someone and uh, he texted, he got her number and he texted her and then she responded 
and he chose to wait two weeks before he replied to her last text. So even though he was interested in her, uh, he had to play the role of not being too thirsty. I got options. I'm busy out here. So his goal was to seem a little uninterested so that she would be thinking about him more on why he didn't text back. And I think this is the highest, one of the highest levels of dysfunction and childishness that has seeped its way into adulthood because adults are still playing these kinds of games. And it's not because I think, I think people do want real relationships, but they're scared and they don't think it's possible because they haven't seen it. So my recommendation once again is to, to do that self work. Uh, so as you're sitting there on Valentine's day or whatever day you you're viewing this, uh, don't overestimate the uh, the depth or the realness or the substantiveness of the relationships you see online or in your friend group. A lot of them are a bunch of BS. Smoke and mirrors, highlight reels for social media. If those people haven't done the work of, of processing through their traumas and learning how to communicate like adults, learning emotional intelligence, if they haven't done that work, then that relationship in many cases ends up just being two people sleeping together for three to six months and then they move on with more relational baggage and then the next person has to deal with that last relationship and all the ones that came before that so once again not hating on people in relationships but be realistic not all of them are legit like they appear not much substance there and then the other side of it is realizing that those aren't that serious but also recognizing or asking yourself Am I ready for this? Have I processed through my own emotions? Do I know what my triggers are? Do I know how to communicate when I'm angry and still be a loving person? Or do I just cut everybody off the minute I peep something? You know, there's so many questions that we don't ask, but we're desperate to be in a relationship. And it's sad because some of us would rather have a bad relationship than be single. Just to say we have somebody to text, to sleep with, to call, and that reeks of, of insecurity. I'm going to close with this. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan's recent album or, or project was really popular. It's called Hotels. H-E-A-U-X, uh, Hotels. Tales, T-A-L-E-S. And one of the things that stood out to me was she had like interludes before each song. And... Women, of course, love this album. I think some guys, too. You know, I'm a Jasmine fan. I think she's one of the best singers. I can appreciate women's music, too. But something that was a bit disturbing, but I'm glad it was put on the record, is what I just described to you in, in, this, in this podcast. Uh, one of the tales, the last one, was called Amanda's Tale on Jasmine Sullivan's album. And it's just pretty much women telling stories before the song. And this is what Amanda said in her tale. She said, it's a little hurtful that I can't just be confident in being with one person. That I gotta look over my shoulder, looking at these girls on Instagram, and it's hard sometimes because I don't have all that they have. And the sex has become my superpower. It's like sex is where I'm finding my worth, you know? That's the one thing that I know I can make you keep coming back to. That at the end of the day, even if you don't want me, if you, even if you don't really want me, I know you're going to want that. In one way, it's empowering. 
in another way it's it's sad i feel moments of sadness knowing that you know just me alone and who i am is not enough and i think that is perfectly emblematic of relationships today uh more so for, for from a from a woman's perspective but i think there's a men's version of that too uh where we're settling for holding sex over someone's head just to say that we have it back and forth with someone but they don't really care about you and i hate that we're at a point where we are settling for people that want to sleep with us but don't care about our well-being because that's not a relationship that's prostitution and hotels uh kind of referenced that before too basically it's tricking really so relationships have turned into tricking and prostitution i'll give you this if you give me this and it's it's unfortunate but i think we can do better but it has to start with us not lowering the bar being desperate to have someone it has to it has to begin with self-work if i can get to a point of wholeness and wellness then i can go into a relationship whole and well it doesn't mean it'll be perfect but i can be sober-minded in what my intentions are articulate them clearly and hopefully find someone that matches that and if we're both moral people if we're both uh not liars and telling the truth about where we're trying to go we can build something even though it may be difficult but we're not even getting past that first checkpoint because people are just smashing and passing and that is what relationships have been reduced to and that's that's unfortunate so if you're okay with just being someone's peace temporarily then that's your choice but i would encourage you to do the work and be patient and wait for something serious because there's nothing out here waiting for you i don't think there's there's much to pictures and videos on instagram with the person that someone is having sex with currently and that's kind of what it's been people are just having sex temporary sex partners and maybe even multiple at one time that's not the same as someone being deeply invested in you and the idea of this holiday is someone actually loving you sex does not equal love so i hope we we get that through our heads and for the men and for the women we need to stop gauging commitment and love and care based off of sexual performance this may come off a bit graphic but i think it needs to be said it's very possible for someone that is just sexually driven to have unprotected sex with you but not actually care about you it's possible for someone to make love to your body uh and have you feeling ecstasy and they really not care about you it's possible for someone to say things during sex that point to commitment and love and care and they still not take you seriously i can speak on behalf of men uh many of us know what to do and say to get what we want and women women fall for it we'll take what we can get but i think once again it's important to understand that many of us can disconnect our intentions from our actions i may not have the intention of being with you long term but i'll say and do what needs to be done to to get what i want right now and for many of us that's sex and people get fooled by that all the time so stop judging someone's commitment to you and value of you based off of their sexual performance because that stands completely outside of how we view you as an individual um i criticized something i, I saw on social media where a guy was talking about 
women who twerk and show their bodies on social media, he said, you know, you women, and I think he said, you hoes, you'll never get wifed. We may smash you, but we'll never wife you. And while I don't agree with that ideology, I think it points to the reality of many people's, men and women's situation where I can both look down on you and have sex with you at the same time. And while that seems hypocritical and stupid, because it is, it's the reality of the situation. So we need to stop judging things through the lens of sexual performance. So I'll, I'll end it there. Uh, went longer than I expected, but I hope it's helpful. Hopefully you can take some notes from this and your Valentine's Day next year can be one where you're single and content or in a real situation where the person loves you and not just your body. Thank you for joining me. This has been the Whole Brother Mission Podcast.